Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, everybody, welcome to another ClickUp case study episode. Today, we are talking with Casey Murphy, who is a back and pelvic rehab specialist and the founder of Empower PT and Pilates. So to start us off, before we really dive into all things ClickUp and systems, Casey, I would love for you to just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, tell about your story and your business and how you got started and just give us nitty gritty details. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to chat with you today too. Um, so I got kind of started by mistake in my business. Um, I never really wanted to own my own business. I even had clients ask me, would you think you'd ever open up your own? Nope, not for me. <laughs> and, um, then I moved to Colorado about seven years ago and my first job, um, pretty much led me to where I am now, but they, it was my dream job. They, it was amazing. I loved everybody I worked with. It was such a fun environment. Uh, just had a really great group. And about seven or eight months into working there, we found out that the business was not doing very well. And um, long story short, a lot of us were like, how do we save this without, um, you know, how do we save this and maybe do it better or, but anyways, that kind of got me, um, got my wheels turning. And then from that day forward, I used my 30 minute commute both ways um, to listen to podcasts. So I was just listening to small business podcasts, listening to cash-based PT podcasts, and um, just kind of figuring out how to do this. I thought at that time, like with a small group of people already, but because I didn't have security in that position, I was already, I was looking for other jobs too. And that led me to a part-time job that I took that basically I was there for a few months and they were supposed to fill me up to full-time and it just never happened. And so they basically said, we can't support this position anymore because you don't have enough clients on your schedule. And um, they let me go. And funny story is they let me go the weekend of my wedding. (laughs) So that was so very nice of them. Happy wedding present. Here you go. I think they're also pissed, which they knew before I even started how much time that was going to take off. But I was like, okay, I'm going to be off for the week of my wedding. I'm going to be off for the week of my honeymoon. Naturally. They still hired me. So that's on them. But, um, so yeah, literally landing back into Denver, I got a voicemail uh, from my boss and I knew exactly what it was and called him back. And he's like, yeah, we, you know, he let me go. So it's funny my business anniversary is two days after my wedding anniversary, <laughs> but I kind of was celebrating. <laughs> yeah. I dove head first in um, that Monday morning and just kind of, I was like, all right, we're going to make this work. And we didn't look for another job. I just I was like, I'm going to make this work and I'll figure out how, but yeah, that's kind of where I am today. And then it grew into, I just really loved treating back at hip and it, at that job that kind of led me to this, there was a Pilates instructor in the corner because we do Pilates based rehab as well. And there was a Pilates instructor in the corner and we would really bring there was a little cohesive piece of PT clients would go to her and she would refer back to us when people had little aches and pains. And it just was a really cool partnership. And so I ended up getting certified in Pilates. Um, so I used that right away in my new business between PT and Pilates. And the combination is just really, really great for anybody that needs kind of more lasting results. But, um, and then learning more of the Pilates and the deep core, pelvic floor is a very big part of that. 
and you don't learn about it in school very much. A lot of PTs don't want to get into it for obvious reasons. Uh, but I just really felt pulled to it because it was a missing piece in when back, when you have back pain, your pelvic floor is very, very connected and very closely located as well as related. And so between those two, I was like, there's this third piece that's totally missing. And um, that's when I got into pelvic floor and we now just really specialize in kind of the lumbopelvic region uh, around your pelvis. And it's been great. And, you know, as you know, the more you niche down, the, the better businesses and it's been super fun. Well, I don't know how many times, like even just sitting here listening to that, I was like, man, I wish you were closer to me. I wish you were closer <laughs> to me because I had, um, my son, you know, back in September yeah. last year and ended up having to have a C-section. And because of that, I've, you know, I went to pelvic floor PT for a little bit. Um, and then I started having all kinds of back pain and, and just like listening to you speak about how it's all connected. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Living that right now, living yeah. it now, please have open a location closer to us. I know. And C-sections are one of my biggest happies because doctors just don't tell you anything about They didn't them. tell me. I requested I, after I was having so much, um, it, you know, pain myself, I'm like, can I go to physical therapy? Like my legs weren't working right. Like it was like my brain was working like, Hey legs, like let's move quicker than a slow paced walk. But they're like, not, ha- it wasn't happening. It's like, something's wrong. And I had to ask my doctor probably two or three times to even get a referral to go see mm-hmm. a pelvic floor physical therapist. And I had to be, uh, you know, I had to advocate to ask for that. Like it wasn't even put on the table as an option. So I'm just here to say like the work you do is so, so like just so amazing and so needed and just so underutilized because we're not informed about it. Like I could go on such a rant. I know that's not the podcast episode. People probably don't, you know, Hey, this is not what we're talking about today, but I could go into a huge rant about how important I feel it is just from my own experience the past year. And I just don't understand why it's not um, talked about more than it is. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you know, potentially planning on having children or haven't, or maybe getting ready to, or maybe already did, please go do some looking into some pelvic floor PT because it is life-changing. So it's never too late. Yeah, exactly. And just to kind of touch on too, the thing about business, I love that you said, um, what you did about, you know, after you had been, had been let go from your job that you're like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to figure it out. We're going to figure out, we're going to wing it. Cause I feel like that's what so many of us did or how we ended up in, um, our roles or the, the businesses that we have today is, you know, I was, you know, for example, wasn't feeling fulfilled in my job. And I was like, I got to make a change. I have no idea how to start a business. I'm just going to wing it. And so I did what you did. I'm like listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and just trying to learn and absorb as much as possible. Um, and I know a lot of people that are listening to this podcast episode today, um, have had similar journeys. So, um, I think it's so interesting too, because even in, it doesn't really matter the industry, you know, like with you, like you're in the medical space and, um, can be very different than how maybe some like online service providers, but it's all relevant and it's all, it's all figure outable, no matter what type of industry that you're in. So I love that you did it and just took the bull by the horns. So, um, so our team, you know, we really loved, uh, working with you on a click up setup. You were, you were so easy to work with and it was such a fun new industry for us to get to tap into in, in terms of, uh, you, you know, doing a click up setup. Um, and it's always exciting for the team to get to dive into the new industry and be creative with new things and how we can manipulate them to customize for your particular businesses needs. And so I know prior to working with us, you were partially working out of click up and had air tables 
and Google docs and kind of a mix of things. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what was really that moment that you decided that you needed more support in your business and what were you hoping for in working with us, um, on your ClickUp setup and how it would help uh, impact your business? Yeah, I would say, um, probably a problem for a lot of businesses, but it just seemed like from day one, I always had just had way too many platforms, way too many things I was signing into. And just from day one, it's always been a goal of mine to find the system that works, right? Or the system that takes yep, care of it all. What's the holy grail? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, and I know that's not realistic, but at least narrowing it down to a few, but the, what the moment was really when probably January of 2021, we grew really, really fast. So um, we just, business kind of exploded, uh, just kind of overnight, almost just started really focusing on marketing. <laughs> um, and we almost tripled our business and, um, I had kind of team starting to build my team in place and they had my front desk, my body instructor and a PT. And I was stepping back from treating and working on the business. And so come May, we're looking for a new space because we're we were grown out of our news. We were in 600 square feet. So it was super cute little quaint studio, but way too little for three of us plus, you know, clients. Um, so we grew into a new space and we tripled our space as well. And then literally within like my Pilates instructor, who's also my front desk, literally put in your notice as we were moving. <laughs> and then within two months, I believe my PT had left as well. So you've had all I kinds of great a- luck and timing with job <laughs> I, stuff, haven't you? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, also my other good timing one, my son was born March, 2020. Oh, that was perfect. That was like another. Yeah. Great timing. Yeah. Good timing on trying to pivot a business. But so I get back from my 4th of July vacation and literally we already brought out a new front desk. So it was just me and our front desk. It was brand new. And I just did not, I went right back into treating 40 hours a week and trying to also hire it train and nothing was getting done well by any means. And then a lot of the business side of things just weren't getting done at all. Um, and so I just really was like, something's got to change. And the onboard, I think it was the biggest problem with onboarding and hiring because people would come on and it was just, it was a mess. I mean, I had, everything's in drive and other things like my business brain and all my ideas are in other like Evernote. Some are in my phone and some are on sticky notes or I'm around a pad of paper that I don't know where it, it is. So just things were everywhere. And when it came to onboarding somebody, I just, it was like, okay, you know, I have this script somewhere that's, we'll find, it was just a mess. It was just such an unorganized mess. And, you know, partly because of that, we went through a lot of front desk people from July of last year to really now, like a month ago. So we're yeah. on a new one, which I think will be long-term, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was really like, I got, I got to change. And I think having my son two years ago too, also forced me to make these bigger decisions of bringing on team. Like I just, I have to have the help. And if it doesn't work somehow, it's, I don't know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly like we, I mean, we had team, but it was like you had said, it was something that forced me to feel like I, okay. Like I have to be more comfortable with delegating more and stepping more into like a CEO role versus a doer role, because I can't be available to do all of the time. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't really take phone calls from home anymore with a screaming baby and yeah, things just had to change. So Yeah. So that's, that was my moment. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you brought up two really good things in that. And the first one was, you know, you experienced rapid growth in January of 2021. And that, I think, 
Um, we get a lot of people asking us the question, Hey, you know, I don't, I'm not very busy. I don't have a lot of clients yet. Is it really even necessary for me to set up systems now? And I always say yes, because of what you just said, you will hit this point of rapid growth, exponential growth that you're not prepared for, um, which is great, right? Like we all, we all want to grow in our businesses and be successful, but the problem is, is if we don't have things set up, um, systems set up in the back end of our business, when we experience that growth, things become more chaotic, which then leads to things like you mentioned, which is potentially high turnover with team members because things are chaotic and it's maybe a potentially chaotic environment, or they're confused about maybe their role or what their responsibilities are. Um, and, but the problem after that is you're so busy because you've experienced this exponential growth, actually being able to have the time to step back, to build systems, to get out of that hamster wheel feels impossible. And so that's not to say that, Hey, if you don't have systems set up and you're already in that phase of like crazy growth and you're feeling, you know, spinning your wheel, obviously like you can do like what you had done, you can outsource it. But I do always recommend, like, even if you don't feel like you're in that big, you know, busy period or, or time in your business to start with systems now, like, even if it's just starting to document, like what you do day to day, you know, something small, it doesn't have to be like this huge, robust process or workflow that's built out. It's just starting somewhere to at least start documenting what's up here, you know, and for the people that are not watching me on video right now, I mean, up in your brain, <laughs> what's up in your brain and getting it down on paper. Right. So I think you made two really, really good points. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because I think if I had done this sooner, I like, cause now the feeling I have is like, everything has a place and I know where to go to like, maybe the SOP is not built out. I know where to now go to finish that. Right. Whereas like, if you look at my Google drive three months ago or four months ago, like I might have 10 versions of the same thing, but now, because I thought I was building my systems and I'm storing things in Google drive, but it's really, it wasn't, there's nothing organized about it whatsoever. And so now I actually have like one thing, (laughs) one document of how to do something. Yeah. And it also helps kind of too, like what we mentioned with, you know, being able to delegate more easily, because once things are starting to be documented, um, and your team has not necessarily, they have easier access to it. They know where to go to find something. You're no longer the bottleneck, um, for people coming and say, Hey, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? And then a task or project can't be completed because you're so busy that you can't have, you don't have the time to say, Hey, I'll go look for it here. You know, this later this afternoon or whatever it is, it helps you to get, pull yourself out of that bottleneck scenario and gives your team the ability to feel empowered to just go complete whatever they need to complete on their own. Right. Like it's not this, like, like, like I said, that hamster wheel of mm-hmm. you, you know, having to basically run everything yourself and, and, you know, team not being able to support you. Um, so I know a big part of your setup with optimizing ClickUp was team onboarding and management, which we've kind of touched on a little bit. So I'm curious to know, like, how has your ClickUp setup impacted your business and your team, um, up to this point? I know you had just mentioned you, uh, maybe a receptionist has left. So maybe have you got to test out? I know it's been about three months since we've done your setup. Yeah. So have you got to test out any of the onboarding and management? Have you felt um, a difference or kind of weight off your shoulders, um, in terms of that piece of your business? Yes, absolutely. So we had um, a friend desk starting as we were transitioning to all this. It was kind of in the midst of being built out um, yep. and towards the very end of the setup. And so she was a great help in like helping us <laughs> get everything kind of organized in that. Um, so we sort of tested it on her and then she actually got just a, a different position completely 
another industry and a better job, more what she went to school for. So she left, but thankfully not because of our chaos. (laughs) She left for a completely different reason. Um, And then we just hired a new one about a month ago. So we're trying it again in a much more um, systematic way. (laughs) So yeah, it's been great. It's now more kind of like a checklist where things are documented and it's not me verbally training people on things. I mean, it is, but you know, the first time and then it's like, okay, well, that's, that's where you refer back to it when you need to a refresh or when you have questions. So it's, yeah, everything, uh, your team built out just like an amazingly organized (laughs) onboarding system. It's just every little step that we train on, um, is right there to kind of check off. So good. And it it is amazing. Like what just introducing a little bit of like additional structure can do in terms of just making things a little bit easier for you. Um, especially like, you know, what we talked about previously, like when everything's up in your head, it's so hard to find the space sometimes to like actually sit down and think, okay, we're onboarding somebody new. What are the things that I need to, to tackle? You know, do I have this all completed? Um, and when it's built out in their structure, and especially because when onboarding a team member, it's typically a, a pretty, you know, templated process, so to speak, like it's pretty rinse and repeat, um, you know, depending on the role. And so that does make things like that a little bit easier in terms of systemizing it, because you can build more structure and just make tweaks and customize it, you know, per role or per person, depending on what the needs are for, for onboarding. But I'm so glad to hear. I mean, I'm sad to hear that your team member left already, but I mean, again, like you said, for a good reason, but I'm, I'm glad to see that you guys got to start already diving into that onboarding piece, because I know that was one of the things that you had mentioned um, on our very first call as a need uh, for your business. So Um, and I know, like I had mentioned previously, we did your setup from March to about April. So again, like I mentioned about three months and what one thing that is always, I feel like, so, I mean, it's not typical to the space, but just running a business in general is how much things change. Um, so for us, like, even as an example, we don't plan anything in our business more than 90 days out, right? We work on 90 day sprints because so many things change. Things could change, change with team or services, or, I mean, you never know it can happen. So what are some of the big changes that you've seen in your business since getting ClickUp set up? And how do you think using your new setup has really benefited uh, your business moving forward? Yeah. So some of the biggest changes, um, well, one, I'm not searching for a million things in Drive. Like I search for it once and then it's in ClickUp where it belongs. Um, so that's taken a huge weight off my shoulders personally. But um, for the team, I think like actually, do so our lead nurture, one of the things that we used to use ClickUp for was we've always had like our lead follow-up or our nurture in ClickUp. And that's, we've used that for a while. That was the only thing we were using it for. We weren't using it really for task management or anything like that. So I would say, I could honestly say the first time I've actually had a front desk follow through complete lead nurture tasks has been since the ClickUp setup. So my last two admins, um, it's almost like a a challenge to kind of catch up on all these overdue tasks of people that needed to be followed up with months ago. Um, So that, and we've reactivated people. People Mm -hmm. need like, oh yeah, I've been thinking about you or, oh, this came up again or whatever. So um, we've actually been able to get a lot of people back in, um, and reactivate people. So, okay. That's amazing. And that's what I was going to ask in terms of the lead follow-up process. Like, have you guys seen results in terms of, um, people coming back, um, and, and actually coming in for follow-ups and things? Yeah. 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 hundred percent. So it's like, it's actually getting done now. Whereas I never really had a way to, I wouldn't say track it if it was getting done, but just because I didn't have that like project manager side of yeah. things, it was just kind of like, yeah, you're supposed to be calling people (laughs) or following up with them in some way. And it just never got done because people don't want to get on the phone. 
Yeah. um, But yeah, my last two, like that was a really big part of, and because that's in their job tasks to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they know what to be doing on a day-to-day basis. And, and it's also, again, like trying to like, I don't want all these overdue tasks on my, on my list. So it's been kind of a fun challenge for them to clean it up. And it's been huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that too, because, you know, I think a lot of the times when we get really busy in our business, what ends up happening is we neglect the internal pieces of our business so much, which can be things like marketing, um, or like lead gen lead acquisition. Um, because I know we've even been in phases like that in our business where I'm like, okay, we've got to bench everything. We need to focus on client work right now because we were so inundated with client projects. And then that's when I think I had, even when I was, uh, back and did OBM services where I was like actually working as a manager inside of people's businesses that I was neglecting my own business. And somebody had said to me, you know, Courtney, you know, if you had a baby, which at that time I hadn't, (laughs) I didn't have a baby. Would you neglect your own to take care of somebody else's? And I was like, well, obviously no, I would not do that. And so that's what you're doing. You know, you're focusing on so much on other people's businesses. You're neglecting to grow your own. Um, and that's not to say, you know, and this is a completely different scenario, but you know, to not, it's not good to focus on obviously supporting clients. It's also like, you have to find a balance in order to be able to continue to, um, to grow what you've built. And I think like, like you mentioned, like when, when you have that exponential growth and maybe not as many hands on deck in terms of being able to help support you. And then the systems on top of it, um, those things that are actually going to be critical in growing our business or continue to scale it. Um, those are the first things that end up on that back burner, unfortunately, because like I said, we've, we've totally been there too. So sorry to interrupt the flow, but this will be real quick. So if you're looking for the perfect project management tool for your business and you have to go check out ClickUp, I manage every part of my business from within ClickUp, including launch management, client management, metrics, team, and much, much more. With a user-friendly desktop interface and a mobile app, I can also take ClickUp wherever I go. With ClickUp, you have a complete customization for your business hub and one platform as a centralized station for productivity. If you'd like to get started with ClickUp, all you have to do is click the link below in the show notes and sign up. Now back to the show. So what we loved, you know, to work with working with you is that you guys were a brick and mortar business, which I think I would say probably seven or eight times out of 10, typically a, a business that we work with is in the remote space or fully remote in some way, or at least partially remote. Um, and so I feel like this is big misconception that brick and mortar businesses don't need systems, you know, that it's vastly different because, you know, they have on-site employees and practices. So how did you come to learn the importance of the business systems? I know you've probably like mentioned bits and pieces of this throughout this conversation, um, and how important of a role systems play in your business with being a brick and mortar. And if you can kind of speak to that too, because, um, like I mentioned, a lot of the times we have remote businesses and when you don't have that in-person environment, you heavily, heavily rely on systems being in place for the business to function at all, because that's all you have. So how did you feel like as a brick and mortar that that really played a role in your business? Yeah, I think um, business is business and you can apply most business strategies to any business. Um, and the more, I, I mean, I've listened, that's all I consume now is business podcasts, business books, self-improvement books. Like I don't read for fun anymore. <laughs> um, but so I think just learning through, you know, all of my different resources and my business coach. And I mean, systems are the lifeline of your business. And in order to grow and scale, you just, you have to, you can't scale without systems. 
Uh, so I think just, yeah, again, through my education, but, and also my goal is to eventually, like, I do want to, um, grow family and be there for my family. And so I have a son and actually another one on the way. So I, I want to, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We're super early, but, um, like nine weeks, but, um, so I have six or seven months to get yes super early <laughs> nailed down and, um, systems just running the business because I want to take maternity yeah. leave. And for some small business owners, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to confidently like last, you know, March, 2020, I one didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. Yeah, that, that threw a <laughs> little bit a of a little extra yeah. challenge in there. For you. <laughs> you know, I literally went in and had a baby with just no awareness of what was going on yeah. in the world and came out to a pandemic. So, but going in prior to that, like going in, I'm like, I don't know how much time I can take. Like at the time I couldn't take any time off, but obviously I was going to give my body that recovery and the rest and time of my baby. So it was kind of like, I don't, you know, let's plan for five or six weeks, but I don't know. I would love to take more, but I don't know if I can. So it was just kind of like a super unknown. And then this time I, my goal, I want to be able to take like three months of maternity leave yeah. and really not have to dive into my business much. Yeah. Um, and to do that, I need systems. Yeah. And I mean, I can't expect people to know what's going on and what to do if we don't have those. Yeah. So. And I love that you mentioned that because that's exactly like I mentioned, I had my son in September and I had originally planned to take eight full weeks completely offline. Like I was logging out and I wasn't touching anything. And then I was going to slowly start coming in like for the weekly meeting with the team. I wasn't going to do client facing, you know, um, that was my original plan. But then eight weeks went by and I was like, wow, I am not ready. (laughs) I am not ready to dive back in. Um, but I was able to make that call and not come back because we had everything in place and we've been able to prepare and have the systems to support the team. So they were able to make judgment calls if they needed to, if something thing came up. Um, we had implemented systems for me to be able to check in with team, um, via templated responses in Slack. So I could have a pulse on what was going on without feeling like I had to go in and micromanage inside of ClickUp. Um, and those things genuinely gave me the space to be able to take as long of a maternity leave as I felt like I needed to, you know, at that point in time. So Um, which was very, very fortunate for that situation. So, um, I'm so excited for you that you're, you guys are expecting again. And I have my fingers and toes crossed that everything gets lined out so that you can take, you know, that, that amazing maternity leave, because it is having a baby's hard work. It's hard work and it definitely requires some recovery time. So I'm so excited for you guys. Uh, that's amazing. I had no idea. So obviously yeah. why would I, but you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and I, this is just like a fun little question, but what has been your favorite part about ClickUp so far? Like favorite feature, favorite part about ClickUp? Yeah, honestly, I think it's what it's done for me personally yeah. and the weight it's taken off my shoulders. Mm-hmm because especially since last July, like it's just been this cloud of overwhelm yeah. for really until I brought my PT on where I could stop treating as much again, Yeah. but it was a good six to nine months of just like crazy overwhelm. Yeah. I was doing it all. And so now I finally have this like piece where I feel like, you know, even it's not a hundred percent like yeah. where I want it to be, but you know, it's so much farther than it was before. And now I know like again, things have a place. And so when these new systems come up, it's just, I have this just relief of organization that I, it took five and a half years to find. It's fine. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just my mental like state is just so much more like <laughs> lifted and yeah, 
just much better. But aside from that, again, it's just everything's in one place and my team, at least my, my practitioners are, are kind of getting there and, and using it. But again, they don't have a lot of like the day-to-day tests like my admin does, or I do. So it's a little different in the sense of how they're using it versus mm-hmm. um, the rest of our team. But yeah, it's just, it's been just a relief. Yeah. I would say. Well, that actually like leads into my next question, which was going to talk about, you know, the learning curve of starting to utilize ClickUp as a team. So, um, you know, once you onboarded your team into ClickUp, you know, what was the, the learning curve? Like, how did the team pick up on it? Like good and bad, you know, we're here for both. And obviously like anytime you introduce a new platform or software, you know, there's always going to be a learning curve, you know, that's just part of it. Um, but how did you feel the team felt when they migrated into ClickUp? I think because my admins were new anyway, that, and that was some lot of a part of like the lead tracker again was already in there. I think just like learning any new system, it was just kind of part of their onboarding. Yeah. And so that was easy. And again, they're the half of the team that uses it the most. Um, my practitioners, like we do our team meeting in there and they have no problems with that. I do have one, um, practitioner and Pilates instructor is just not the most tech savvy. So yeah. she's still always like, how do I find a team meeting? <laughs> but um, <laughs> hey, you can tell our ClickUp just released a new search feature. So like the, I, they had search feature, but now they've, it's like the like up-leveled version of it. So you can point her in that direction now. Too. Yeah. And we favorited it. Yeah. Everything. So now it's, like, it's at the top favorite. Yeah. But um, no, yeah. So they're, they're using it great. And again, I hope to just continue to kind of build out. And again, they don't have a lot of day-to-day tasks right. outside of like, the treating and the expectations of what they do. Yeah. But to just keep building the practitioner side of things out too, Good. will be great. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like you said, I think, I think it's easiest, like you mentioned when it's just part of onboarding for a new job, because like, just like, even when you start a new job, you're probably going to learn a new software or program that they use to run the business. So it's just like any, any other, you know, any other thing, part of a, like a new, new job, new role, um, new software. So we're going to be a learning curve with it, no matter what. Um, and just as a fun, last question, we always like to ask, what was your favorite part about working with the team? I would say the customization. It was just by far the, it was so thorough that, and it truly, there was nothing at all cookie cutter about it. It truly was customized to my business needs. And you know, it's every business has their own unique little things. And I, I, again, like you were saying, I had Airtable, I had Google drive. And so just really bringing all of those into one. And we got rid of a lot of, you know, I don't use Airtable anymore. And Google drive is really just more, the things are still there, but they're in ClickUp. Yeah. So I don't use Google drive to create new things. Mm -hmm. It's just that I'm still cleaning it up, (laughs) but I mean, email, we really don't even live in our email much anymore. Good. I love uh, hearing that because I I hated being stuck in email. That was such a time suck for me. And I always felt overwhelmed by my inbox. (laughs) Yeah. Cause the back and forth stuff, like we use the email uh, feature in ClickUp to email clients Mm -hmm. and then the replies right back into ClickUp. So yeah, I would, the customization and just the thoroughness of working together. Good. I I love that. I love that because we really do try to make it as custom as a process as possible, because like you said, every business has its own nuances and ways that it works and different business model. And, and you want to make sure that whatever you're building is going to support the direction of how that business is structured and planning to grow and scale. So I love that. And 
If anybody is interested in working with you, Casey, um, and they're in the area, how do they get in touch with you? Like, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I cannot speak enough about how important, um, you know, PT, pelvic floor PT, even PT for back, even though I didn't even get to experience that, but I can't imagine having both in one spot, how beneficial that would be. So if people want to get in touch with you or contact you, what is the best spot for them to do that? Yeah. So, um, our website is going to be the best thing right now. So that's empowerptpilates.com. And that is definitely, I mean, you've got, you can kind of opt into a couple different things. Uh, we have a lot of free resources. So even if you're not local, uh, we have a lot of free resources on back pain and pelvic floor and yeah. things like that. So even if it's just kind of getting information, just figure out if you need it or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then our Instagram, which now that I have more systems set up and more time freedom, we'll be better. We'll be more active on Instagram. But um, so our Instagram handle is empower underscore PT underscore Pilates. Um, and you can follow us on there as well. Okay, awesome. And we'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes for you guys. So you have easy access. But even like she said, even if you're not local to her area, um, definitely still go check out the free resources because again, it is amazing. And um, just at least be, you know, information is power. So um, definitely go check that out. So like always with our podcast episodes, Casey, we're going to wrap up with some fun, rapid fire questions. So are you ready for your first question? Yes. Okay. What is your favorite TV show? Oh, right. Or top now. like two or three, if you can't narrow it down to one. Okay. Thing. Right now, my, I, I don't, my husband is a TV watcher. Like I literally don't watch much TV at all. Um, I just, I feel like I can't sit still usually. But we do like to binge now that we have a kiddo too. It's like, all right, we just need downtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so right now I would say it's Ozark, Stranger Things, and Ted Lasso, actually. Both amazing. I know. You, have you watched the new season of Stranger Things yet? We're in the, we literally have like half of the last episode. Oh left. my gosh. I like, it. I swear I, like binged, hours. I binged it in like two days. Also, it was an extremely scary season. Like I, I do know. not, if you guys haven't watched it yet, no spoilers, but don't watch it's it in just, the dark by yourself because it is way scarier, way scarier than the first one. I was like, what am I watching? It was never this scary. Yeah. I'm like sitting at home on the couch by myself. Like I was regretting my decision. <laughs> Um, but those are girls. I'm actually from Missouri. So I actually grew up going to the Lake of the Ozarks. So it's always so, yeah, fun watching that show. Cause you know, like stuff looks familiar. And then obviously like, even like when they have the radio station on the car, like, Oh, the St. Louis Cardinals did this or like talk about the local area. I'm like, Oh yeah, I used to go there, you know, it's, like, it's, it's weird, but Oh, Hey, it's not as bad as that show makes it out. Right. It's actually really fun to go down to the Lake of the Ozarks in the summer. So, um, okay. What is your favorite meal? Oh, my husband makes fun of me for this one too, but I love nachos. <laughs> really? Nachos is, I think that's our first one so far that responds. Like a good plate of nachos. So I mean, obviously I'm pretty picky about them. I'm not going to yeah. go to the ballpark and get like nachos and cheese. Just like nacho cheese dip and chips. Yeah. yeah no, thanks. <laughs> but you want really the gourmet, like all the toppings type of nachos. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned that you've been doing a lot of reading, mostly like personal development, self-help type books. So what is your favorite business book right now? Oh, so I think the one that's made the biggest impact on me that I've actually implemented because there's a lot of like, I love just taking it yeah. and just like learn, 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 learn. But my implementation skills are not as strong, <laughs> but the one I've actually, that's had the biggest impact on my business and that I've implemented is the 12 week year. Okay. I have not read that one. So I'll have to write that one down. Oh, if you like the 90 day sprints, you'd love that. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. It's, it's essentially 90 day. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What is your dream travel location? Oh, I think we want to do a road trip from 
Spain to Italy. So like the whole, yeah, just kind of go along the coast and do a Mediterranean road trip and eat all the food. Yes. I know. Cause I'm actually, I'm gluten-free here Uh in the States, but not well, if I did it long-term, maybe I would have a problem, but I, we were in Europe, uh, and 19 or 18, I can't remember. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to see what I can do as far as eating. Uh-huh. I had like a little tiny bit of bread, no problems. The next day I had a little bit more. And then after that I was like, screw it. I'm, I'm going for it. And I had all the pizza, all the pasta, all, it was just amazing. And I had no issues. It's so. like there, I, when I went to Italy, it's like the flavor of their food. It's like 10 X. I feel like you could like yeah. taste ingredients when you're eating yeah. food as compared and to here. Like we ate and we drank ourselves through Italy yeah. literally. Mm-hmm. And we never felt full. We never, I mean, granted we were walking like 10 miles a day, yeah. but like, we just never felt like overly stuffed and gross after meals. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. Oh uh, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like that's my favorite part about traveling is the food. <laughs> Nine times mm-hmm. ten. I mean, the view is great, but the food that's yeah. the best part. Um, okay. Best. Our last question is, um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like as a child, what did you want to be? I actually wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Oh, nice. And yeah. Like I literally wanted to work at like SeaWorld. And be yeah. A hey, trainer. you should have moved down here. We've got like a couple of places down here. I met yeah. somebody at the dog park the other day and she was, I was like, what do you do? She's like, I train dolphins. I'm like, oh, that's not normal. Like what you'd hear somebody yeah. say, like when you ask them what they, what they do. But uh, yeah, that would be awesome. I would, that would be fun. Anything with animals. I, I would have loved, I think yeah. being like, I saw something, I was watching a video, I think on Instagram the other day, somebody was recording her job. She's a zookeeper. And one of her jobs was taking care of the sloths at the zoo. And she was like oh. showing how she fed the sloths. And it was like, man, dream job. Like I would love to feed a sloth. Right. Every day. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, that is uh, the rest of our questions, but Casey, it was so fun chatting with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, everybody again, that listen, if you guys have questions for her, are interested in getting in contact. We've linked everything in the show notes for you guys. Um, but Casey, again, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you like what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again. And I can't wait to see you next time.